Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. Scott M, that was fantastic. Thank you. Oh, you're quite welcome. As per usual. Now, I've just been also doing some extra illustrations because we found out at the end that this was a surprise birthday. So mm-hmm. I've been drawing a happy birthday banner in the corner. Happy birthday mm-hmm. banners look really sinister if you don't put an exclamation mark on the end. <laughs> just, just look at it. Yeah, that's, that's not fair. right. Who does someone? There's a comedian who does a bit about writing a happy birthday banner. And I don't know and why getting it's so the size. Who's just like, every oh, time you write happy birthday, that? you've got a banner, you get the space, and it's always great. You start off, H, <laughs> yes, this is fantastic. A, look at this. P, P, and you keep going, then you get to B, and then you go, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> There's none. I have. Then you do a tiny little I, and then a small, and then an R, and then and it's the most relatable bit just about writing "Happy Birthday" on a banner. Can someone who's listening to this remind us who that is? Well, someone. If you know, then tweet at us. Uh, That was fantastic. Thank you for running that room. I loved it. It was nice to be like to have. I don't know if it felt the same way to you, Danny, but it felt like a little bit of like a, a a switcheroo on the what you assume the room is going to mm-hmm. be compared to what it is. Absolutely. Whereas like, can you go in and just feed him? It'll be easy. As It'll soon be as, just in the corner. As soon as you started describing, like you said, cool, it's at the end of a cul-de-sac, and um, you mentioned the house number, and I started going, oh, cool, so we're going to have to, there might be a little bit of effort to get into the front door. We have been told about this key mm. under the welcome mat. That feels suspicious. <laughs> and then you started mentioning kids on a pogo stick, and I just went, hold on, hold on. I need to be paying attention to yeah, this. Yeah, I think it took me some time to start drawing the map out because I was—I assumed this was a little bit of flavour before we mm. got to the actual room, as opposed to no, this is the room. This you is all part knew of it. what you were doing. Um, yeah. was, yes, that outside, like, no. was that the idea from the beginning? You're like, it should be a, a room about trying to get into a house. Was that mm-hmm. like the, the, yeah. the crux of the idea? Yes, uh, yeah. uh, that was—that was, that was, what, was what it was that from was the, the beginning. Original, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, many bad names for this room <laughs> we were trying to figure out. I think the Google Doc was originally named like "Get into the House Room." We were writing yeah, the house room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my dad tried to make that the official name, which I did not agree with. Yeah, so he got vetoed probably appropriately. Yeah, uh, that's okay. The no- the names of rooms that I always have on my notes are never the actual episode names that they, they end up being. You know, more and more and more recently, they have. Oh, been. really? I think uh, recently we had like a season where I changed, I don't think any of them except for we did the firefighting room at the very end of it, which you called The Room is on Fire, and I called Fight Fire with Puzzles. <laughs> Yours was probably less deceptive than mine, less prevaricate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um No, it was great. It was really fun. I, uh, it, it, was, it was a nice sort of room, a lot of quite puzzly puzzles, and you do, oh, yeah. and I think you, you do this sometimes more so than we do. Uh, in terms of having puzzles that require a little bit more, yeah, you actually you you make you are puzzle the, the... people. You make puzzles. Mm-hmm, yes. Uh, yes. So we had so we, we did try to have a balance of pencil puzzle type things as well as more just actual practical uh, bits and pieces for sure. Yeah, yeah, it definitely felt like a good mix of those. Um, did you, so, Danny, as a player, have a puzzle that you felt? happiest about I felt I felt pretty happy I feel like I talked about this before that I really like the way that you clue 
just little <laughs> things like describe those cookies again and things like how many clues were there again we had already pointed out how many clues there were how many clues to this crossword-esque thing there were so it wasn't like mm -hmm. asking how many there were came out of the blue because we had mentioned mm -hmm. it we'd already said it and it was yeah. so tiny but you then immediately went wait how many of this thing were there as well mm. that was phenomenal also Really phenomenal. cool puzzle. That was phenomenal. awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's one of our, our, was, our favorites, I was, think. Yeah, it's the most fun to see people play through. Um, there's a lot of just moments that are fun to watch, like people realizing for the first time, oh, you just can't take them out of the clues. And then that <laughs> aha moment when you realize that it's inside of the chronology head. And also, it's just a fun puzzle to make. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah you, you did most of the work on, yeah, on that, that what was puzzle. The, what was, I was interested. What was the process for making that? Did you find a phrenology head and then search for things and, inside it? Yep, yeah. That is it, almost a real phrenology head. <laughs> a little bit of editing because one of the words was wet. Did we change that to wiliness? Because it is not exciting. a good word for gluing. <laughs> no, that would be a bit too small. Yeah, so I, thought it looked, I thought it looked a little edited on the word wiliness. It was the one yeah, word I went, ah, oh, that could be a, a, a post-edit. Really? Um, I've just yeah. looked up ton, the word that we oh, got yes, stuck the, on to you uh, definition one, a large beer or wine cask. And number two, an imperial measure of capacity equal to four hogsheads. <laughs> <laughs> Good old hogshead. Gone with the hogshead. You sure you have gone with, with the hogshead. A hogshead, um, like, sorry to put that in. <laughs> i got to say. And then you I found all is... the words in there and, and the phrase and all yeah. the letters that form the phrase that I we wanted. I did not like doing that. That took too much time. <laughs> Yeah, because a phrenology head very much when you see one, it does look like there's puzzles in here. This is made mm. for this. So I'm not surprised that messing around with that, you got something like that. That's cool. Yeah, my wife is, and Em's mom is a, is a linguist and she studies phonology. So she <laughs> kind of always <laughs> kind of felt a little, little bit of kinship with phrenology. And in fact, <laughs> when we were coming, trying to come up with our next room, you know, we said, okay, what object should we have in this room? And she suggested two things, phrenology head and garden gnome. Uh, the garden gnome didn't quite make it. It, it got came... turned into a flamingo because <laughs> I thought a flamingo is easier to do the hokey pokey than like a stone garden gnome is. Well, the, um, my first thought was you have like a series of garden gnomes and they have to represent the seven dwarves because one of them has a big lump in his grumpy section and another oh one has a big God. lump in his sleepy section because they have and you do the phrenology of a bunch of garden gnomes to work out which of the seven dwarves they are that's hilarious <laughs> oh this guy has a big dopey section weirdly i head. could see that more in a physical escape room than one of these yes that i could i would do that in a physical escape room tm 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 tm, TM. <laughs> um i like that as an idea I really enjoyed the way that flamingo ended up happening because we had it. dancing bird so early on. We only had one mm -hmm. bird, but the idea of dancing it, I don't know, besides just actually just shaking it, it didn't seem like a yeah, thing. And, like, and there are been people who do that. They just kind of mess yeah. with it a little bit at random. It's like, oh, that's got to be specific. Sometimes we have people act out. Hokey pokey themselves. Yeah, we <laughs> so like, we didn't like we didn't consider examining it to see like if its leg moved or anything like that. But yeah, as soon as hokey pokey happened, that was definitely a dance. It all just came together because it was just interesting when you have puzzles like that that you start with a fraction of right at the start of a room and you don't finish it until right at the end of the room when it all actually comes together. Ah, oh, 
Did you have any That's worry or, or thought around like what song has enough kind of universal knowledge? Universal yep. cultural oh, content. Absolutely. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Have you learned anything about its universality in this or is it just a let's assume? Yeah, everyone, everyone's identified it. It was yeah. who's played. And I feel like the Hokey Pokey was the first. We never, there weren't really many other options we had, right? Mm. Fair. It's, it's interesting to know because like if you were in Australia, purely for an Australian audience, you could probably play Nutbush City Limits, <laughs> uh, which every Australian knows the one dance to. It's just a random yeah. song and everyone yeah. knows the dance. If it weren't legs, it would be Macarena-ring. Mac- you could if like Macarena. Try, you YMCA? Know, to go, I know. You could probably yeah. YMCA it. <laughs> it's just it's an interesting thought. But you, but obviously, if, if I was doing it for an American, I, I couldn't play Nutbush City Limits and be like, oh, no, have you free wild? the Nutbush. Also, um, the Wikipedia page is for Hokey Cokey rather than Hokey Pokey. Get out of here. That's where it is also known as Hokey Cokey, United Kingdom and the Caribbean, interestingly. Hokey Pokey, South Africa, US, Canada, Australia, Israel. Those are the specifications we've got. So <laughs> at the very least, throughout those countries, it is known. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how funny. Does that mean, like, we didn't get mainland Europe. In they don't do anything. Anywhere there. They don't dance in Europe. They hate it. They all do Zorba the Greek. Dance across the world. <laughs> Den- Denmark, it is known as the Boogie Woogie. Oh. Germany, <laughs> it's the Rookie Tsuki. Oh. Why does everybody know this stupid New dance? Zealand, what are you doing? What are they called? Well, it? New Zealand invented hokey pokey ice cream. Oh, yeah. The, fla- the ice cream flavor, which we also have. So mm. they call the dance the hokey tokey. That's ridiculous. Or sometimes hokey cokey <laughs> as well. You guys, you're <laughs> weird. Uh, United <laughs> Kingdom, there's a hugely long section about it. Um, uh, yeah, then the US also has a big old section trying to figure out who brought it to the US. <laughs> Lots of people argue. Does this have a, do, now, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you have a general age for the origin of this dance? Let's take a look. Is it from like 1910 or 1520? Is it an old Morris dance? Did the it Morris was a dance campfire was... dance they specified. That sense. You're all a circle around a campfire. Putting Origins. your feet in the fire. 19th century sometime. Shaking it about to get all the flames off it. One of the earlier <laughs> variants is very similar to a dance from 1842, Popular Rhymes of Scotland. The words there are falderalla, falderalla, Hinkum booby roundabout, right hands in and left hands out. Hinkum booby roundabout, falderala, falderala. Those crazy <laughs> Scots. <laughs> A later variant of this song is the Shaker song, Hinkum booby. From well, 1940. All right. So <laughs> that's a good song. I want to Definitely say. Definitely calling it that from now on. My favorite puzzle, <laughs> my favorite kind of moment and puzzle to do, and it's very boring as a person. Mm. I just kind of loved doing a Minesweeper game again. That really I used to play so much Minesweeper as a kid because it was the game that comes pre-installed on every copy of Windows. It so when you like... turn up to like a, a parent's office, you're like, well, I'll play Minesweeper, I guess. To an extent, it is a... Or 3D pinball. Look, puzzly inferior proto-Sudoku. It's, mm. The people who went on to do Sudokus would always have started yeah, by it's got being the same Minesweeper feeling, kids. And it's, just, it's just a fun yeah. little kind of logic puzzle to do. Sudoku, uh, uh, Minesweepers, they're just fun. Yeah, especially when you know that they're going to work, unlike computer Minesweeper. And I'm surprised <laughs> more people... Like people, you always hear about people trying to like shoehorn like a Sudoku into an escape room or things like that. Minesweepers? Why aren't there more rooms where you're just sweeping for mines and you get to play mines? It feels very appropriate for a lot of them, doesn't it? It feels very interpretable or like uh, changeable to apply to different contexts. Yeah. Minesweeper, like it's a a nice kind of puzzle format. You don't see much. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed it. 
So I, I, I like having the yeah. yeah this, this was one I think one of the biggest changes in the room yeah, was that it's a completely different puzzle in the first. So our, our original conception was that you would basically be knocking on the tiles, and when you knocked on the tile, the dog would be barking from inside Ooh. the house, and the louder they barked meant the closer you were to the correct Aww. tile that would match to what was in the patio. But basically, our very first test solve. They just were just. I'm just. We're just going to knock on every single tile on here and see yeah. which one's louder. Yeah. Rather than trying yeah, you're to right. That is the problem with the, the puzzle is that in an audio space, the solution is just I solve this puzzle. Unless yeah. the only <laughs> other way that you can do that is like after three knocks, the dog is tired and needs a rest, something like that. But yeah. even but then, even then, but then it's you just, would still uh, just then it's just becomes just almost pauses. annoying. You're like, okay, I solve the puzzle slowly, I guess. Yeah, I, potentially that is a tough one to work out the kingster. My first thought is you were going to say it was still Minesweeper, and every time you knocked a, a tile, the dog barked according to the number of different mines around. That's one smart the, dog. You know, no zero barks. Oh, one bark. Okay, so there's one tile. <laughs> um, yeah, but then you would have had to uh, make it obvious that Jasper was a dog and not an old man. <laughs> Which would have broken out. I was well, but... on that plan. Yes, the the flaw. Alternatively, so we could just have like a phone with the recording. Alternatively, the barking was actually all of the people hidden inside <laughs> pretending to be the dog <laughs> one at a time. That's why it sounded weird and seemed Happy really birthday. bizarrely clever. Happy birthday. Um. <laughs> so you talked a bit about the the. the playtesting of it and things like that. Did did much change? Obviously, the door puzzle we've just covered changed. Is there much that from mm -hmm. conception to final product changed as you were going? Or is it pretty no, I, I, I don't think we really changed anything else um, at all. Maybe a little bit of the cluing and the phrenology head. I think I changed. Yeah, there was one. Like we changed the clue. Like I had the clue rain like cats and dogs for oh, team. Yeah. And like nobody thought they understood yeah, that meaning of that. team. <laughs> I gotta well say, done it how quickly you got that one. If you'd said I rain like frozen. cats and dogs, I would never have said team. And if someone had suggested yeah. team, I would have been like, that's not what team means. It's, <laughs> it's tough because yeah. you do want it to be like to rain really hard, but then that's definitely just going to make you go straight to poor. Mm. And mm -hmm. I think team yeah. is one of those words that we've kind of, it's, it's feels like it's on the verge there of there are certain words, and we were talking about this before and whether or not there's a term for it, of words that exist in one context only. And then only in particular idioms. And, and I think was... teaming with life as a phrase is like, mm -hmm. it's becoming close to like, that's the only word in which teams do Because you get these that's in English. interesting because I don't mind team in regards to just rain. I don't see that at all. If I had seen the clue pouring with rain and that was the clue, I think I would get there. Yeah, see, to Quicker me, I than, think I never would. Like, not as quick as you got this but one. But teaming, teaming with, with life, life, to me, is almost the only idiomatic use of the word team in yeah, English. Yeah, it's definitely up there. We were talking about this before. We were. Some, do you remember any of the examples I, of words that are like that? Oh, I can't A lot remember. of them are just Shakespeare quotes. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have uh, some yeah, archaic words that survive, but only in the form of individual particular idioms. Yeah, yeah, it's a big thing. Um, and I feel in, team is at least on the verge of that to me as a word mm -hmm. that only exists for yeah, the phrase yeah. teaming with life. Yeah. And any other context of team is just like, what are you talking about? That's not a word. That's not a real word. The one thing that I remember was there was not just a single word for it. There was like an entire verb usage, like a, a verb conjugal that doesn't exist in any other context in English anymore. Might be. Just like us, one of the subjunctive forms or something mm, that we, we don't only use, use anywhere in a particular else. Particular idiom yeah. and doesn't exist in a language outside of that. Can't remember. It's a fun weird thing that happens. Ill-gotten gains, I feel like, yeah. is something along Gotten. those lines. Doesn't really yeah, exist outside mm -hmm. of ill-gotten or 
no one would be like, ah, the gotten milk. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, I'm describing the milk as something you have has been gotten. It's a gotten milk. Mm. That's not how that works. You can't use that word anymore. No. Unless you say ill-gotten no. gains. That's ill-gotten gains it. is the only time any of that happens. Uh, <laughs> it was, yeah, I, I think it was really fun. I'm, it's, it is one of those things, right, with playtesting where, like, once you've playtested other rooms enough, I feel like you playtest your future rooms kind of less and less. Or in terms of not playtesting less, but, like, needing <laughs> well, to make changes becomes oh, less common because you kind of already got how people solve puzzles. Did like have you found that? Do you find do you reckon you made more changes to the first one of these you made than you did to the? If you only made oh, one or two actually. changes to this one, um, yeah. I can't remember the community with nature's all such a long time ago. Oh my God. I don't know what you did there. Was it a part of that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't remember how much that that one changed. Maybe there was a few more puzzle changes to that one I than mean, this one was, but. I don't think so because we were the first people that tested community with nature. I don't think I remember any differences. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But then rooms but, and stuff changed like a lot. Yeah. Like Blade Runner was crazy with their change, but there were a lot of things that were added in Blade mm-hmm. Runner. Yeah, it just depends so, on the yeah, room. Yeah, it just depends on the room, I guess. And it, we okay. never know. Usually, it's the problem. I feel like what we have most is timing issues, just figuring out to make the right amount of puzzles and to make it the right That's length. Yeah. Sometimes also there are just things where. Like you have one puzzle idea and it is just such a great puzzle idea and you have to fit it in there and everything else will just change <laughs> around it to make that puzzle work. <laughs> <That's Yeah. good>. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any trouble with knowing that you were making a uh, a cipher that was solvable enough just looking at it? Did yeah, you have any principles when you were writing that out that you think here's how to hint that uh, well or do you just so do it and the, try? The, the, uh, the phrase, the sentence is a pangram, which means it uses all... 26 letters oh, from that? A to Z, which, which was done intentionally. So mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to sort of guess at what any letters uh, were. And it's long enough. So like you, you pick the right starting point, right? That word here has a that very your intention? kind of letter pattern in there with that apostrophe uh, in there. And then the A, the W for A is another one you could get mm. uh, from that. And, you know, and then once you kind of break in, you can kind of move forward and, and kind of keep going. The most curious part of it and the bit that I had trouble with, like we were looking at that and knowing that that here's looked funny. But for me, normally a starting point when you look at ones like these is you look for a the. Hmm. There is only one the in this. There are loads of three letter words, but only one the. So none of the three letter words matched each other. And that really threw me, hmm. especially the first one, uh, which is QMT and another one later, QXT. Going, yeah. What are two three letter words, <laughs> especially one that might start something out? Like that's normally where you'd expect a the, but there's nothing else that can fit T blank E. That hmm. doesn't work anywhere else. What could that be? And that ended up being now a new. Mm. Words that, that you was, wouldn't have thought of the first time. That definitely threw me for a while when I first looked at it. Mm. But no, it's nice and it's fun because often we do enjoy that, like being given a, a cipher and just solving it. But it always, as I think I said in the recording, it feels like we're cheating. Like it feels like we're so used to <laughs> If it had rooms. been another GM, I would have more likely assumed that we were cheating, but because it's you Yeah, two, that is true. It's more I felt brand. confident. But yeah, I, I was kind of wow. waiting because I always need to usually, like we did this recently on Escape Simulator. We had a cipher mm. that we solved Um and, and then, then later, later on, on got a we clue to unlocked solve it. sort of the other path of the escape, like the divergent path that gave us the what they thought or what seemed to be placed uh-huh. as the necessary key to solve the other cipher. So, like, well, we mm. already solved it. Like, 
And so I'm used to that feeling. So it was interesting to... Yeah, we don't want to skip stuff. Yeah, and so I, yeah, wow. I think that's why I ignored it at the start because it was like, well, you know, clearly it's probably not meant to be done, done <laughs> just by now. So we'll go off and do the room as intended. But it was the intention. It was interesting. Well, in, in some of our, uh, our first uh, tests of it, people saw that there was a cryptogram and they copied it and pasted it into a cryptogram cipher solver. <laughs> and then they got the answer from that. And you're like, well, you know, I guess, you know, it's fine if you don't like test, you know, cryptograms, but you're testing my puzzle. I want to see if yeah. it's solvable. <laughs> yeah, that is true. From a playing perspective, that's fine. From a play testing perspective, maybe, maybe not so appropriate. Alice, I mean, sometimes you can have play tests that are, let's see how people can cheat. That's true. And that's true. Like, especially for a real world escape room, you definitely want to know if people can cheat because apparently people just do. <laughs> that is true. I mean, it depends what your definition of cheat is, right? I mean, mm. you know. People will totally try to pick locks. That's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> picking, picking locks is always a funny one because it is always the final thing of like, you know, you can just leave. <laughs> like, exactly. It's like, if you're going to, if you're going to like bring something from outside to get through all the locks, you know, you could just like press the emergency escape button and step out the door. It's like a two second, you can get the record. You can escape yeah. in a second. Is that what you paid your yeah. $80 for? Um, some people need pick locking practice. It's probably illegal to go and pick the locks of your neighbors. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, look, I, I had a lot of fun. I, it was, uh, it was kind of, it felt, I mean, look, it, your rooms have a certain feeling to them. There's a nice, like Danny said, like knowing for another, another game master probably wouldn't have tried that cipher. And then for this, Danny was very comfortable doing it. Uh, it was great. And it felt like a new version of, of some really cool stuff that still felt very on brand mm -hmm. for the things that you make. Uh, mm -hmm. It was great. I really enjoyed it. I feel like this is more experimental compared to all our other rooms with like, because we've done a lot of like puzzle heavy rooms that are mostly just traditional puzzles. So I mm. think this is kind of like testing out doing more, you know, activity type right. stuff. So like really hiding in the bushes yeah. to... Uh... Yeah. That is oh. true. That is true. There were some elements there that, that were a bit... I mean, I'm that still mad crafty. those kids wouldn't accept that their father didn't love them, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that. Again, subtly hinted, just looking at those cookies that we had been offered and just once again, hey, what do those cookies look like again? And that was <laughs> apparently enough. I felt pretty happy with substituting cookie for uh, barbecue knob. <laughs> I wasn't happy with it until we tried to eat one and it was too hard. Oh, yeah, that's what did it. Absolutely, <laughs> you're right. Because it wasn't that, just that there was a shape. It should have been cookie the fact consistency. That they were, I mean, have you ever cooked cookies? That that tends to be how they go. Um, yeah, oh, my God, you're right. I totally forgot. It was the hardness that led mm. me there. Yeah. yeah because like, Mrs. Cooper can Mrs. Cooper can bake edible cookies, but this but she was in on the escape room, so... No, oh, she's yeah, just a terrible, why. terrible person. And that's why she was so <laughs> bad about the nonsense with the fan. She's not, a, she's not an idiot. let you use their pogo No, those kids were dumb. They didn't have faith in my ability to pogo around the block at all. <laughs> you can go pogo around now. I'm sure there's a lot of festivities at the party. Well, lovely. Look, I had a lot of fun. It was a, it was a great room. Uh, you mentioned before we started there was some kind of post credits Marvel yeah, Cinematic you, Universe. Are you ready for the end credit scene? Thanos is going to attack. You ready for you ready for the end credit scene? Okay. I'm ready. Okay, here we go. Wait, I'm not ready. You're not, re I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm not ready. Okay, no, All right, sorry. Here we go. No, you've you've got to improvise it now. Go. <laughs> you know this really is the the best party ever. 
And your friend John comes up looking a little sheepish. Oh, um, I'm really sorry. I'm a bit late. Did the escape room part go well? Yes. <laughs> you sound a little... Not sorry about that. <laughs> Whatever. I'm what a, what escape room, room part? I just had to go through a lot of effort to get into a house. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, he hands you uh, one of those gift boxes with a four-digit lock on them. Sorry the combination isn't very clever. I just used the first number I saw once I got here. <gasps> Seven, eight, four, three! Yeah, you put that in and the lock opens up. Inside the box is a vintage Dr. Dynamo action figure and tickets to the local comic convention. You thank him profusely. Sounds like it'll be exciting. Next time. <laughs> when we decide to be productive. Yay! Ooh, how fun. A little hint for a future room. I love it. It's a connected arc now, baby! <laughs> I tried to draw a ticket and it looks like a half-eaten candy bar. Wonderful. Close enough. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on and running that room. It was great. It was really enjoyable to play through. They always are. Uh, yeah, everything was just yeah. smooth. It worked really well. It all connected. I drew things in a horrible order so that by the end when we were saying, okay, what haven't we used yet? There were things on all corners of the room that I needed to look at <laughs> of my page. Oh, boy. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say. It no, worked. That's great. It was good. So great. thank you for, that's what you want. for coming on and running it. Uh, I'm sure, look, the people listening to this, May want to go and play some of your other rooms, or maybe may even play this one and seem really smart. Like, oh, I've never, I've never done this room before. <laughs> I'm going to go and ask that lady for some orange juice, just on a hunch. Uh, where, where can people go to see more of the stuff that you that you do? So you can find us uh, more about our rooms on uh, our website, which is uh, www.squonkland.net, um, and there's uh, information about all of our escape rooms. We now have seven. Uh, escape rooms uh, up there, many of which have been uh, done on this uh, on this very mm -hmm. podcast, but a couple of which uh, uh, have not. In fact, there's also yeah. a room that uh, uh, Danny uh, wrote for M uh, oh, a couple yeah. years ago for uh, for their birthday, and uh, so now we host that room with uh, with Danny's permission. Um, so yeah, so those are there, um, and you can also find about other. Puzzle-related stuff uh, that I've done, uh, quizzes that I run occasionally. Mm. Um, maybe uh, my I'm also working on a a new uh, book, puzzle book, with my friend Francisini called Escape oh, nice. Room Logic Puzzles. Kind oh, of a mix brilliant. of both logic puzzles and escape room puzzles. And um, maybe that will be out by the time you hear this. Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, if it is, there'll be a link <laughs> in the show notes. Yes, thank you. Um, yeah, so that's really exciting. You can, find, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Squonk seven seven seven. Am's not on Twitter yet. No, I could <laughs> be, but I'm not. You don't, don't want to be there. That. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it seems I, I'm. I don't Twitter either. It seems sad. You get sad when you're on Twitter it's too much. It's just full of people being angry about everything. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes they're justified, that. and sometimes they're just angry. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, lovely. And thank you, everybody at home, for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can leave a review. You can tell a friend. You can go to some 
internet forum somewhere and be like, have you all listened to Escape This Podcast? That's a great way to help spread the word. Word of mouth is such a helpful thing for podcasts. Uh, and you can also support with money. If you want to do that, we have a Patreon. You can appear as an NPC in one of Danny's rooms. There's a new weekly, there's a new episode every week of bonus audio of playtests or us solving two-minute mysteries or other weird nonsense. Um, there's uh, badges and other fun stuff. Uh, so you can sign up there. It's a great way to help actually... Uh, it's a great way to help support the show and, and give us the uh, give us the money that we yeah, need to it, live. It turns out that these days money is important. Yeah, apparently you need money for like buying things. So, uh, you know, if you want to help support us that way, you can do that too. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Danny, for playing with me. And thank you so much, Scott and Em, for being here. Wonderful. Well, my pleasure. You did all the hard work. True. <laughs> uh, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.